So I'm going to, I'm going to teach you on, and if I, I'm going to teach you a new Hebrew word, if you don't mind. Because, see, that's part of my calling is in the Hebrew. Because God doesn't have you to learn something or to do something, and he doesn't take you so far and drops you. And say, okay, you're on your own. He doesn't do that. Thank you, Jesus. He doesn't do that. Now, if I can pronounce it right, it's called Dodecha. And I'll tell you what it means. But the title is Dodecha, the Divine Loves. Notice plural. Not the divine love. D-O-D-E-K-H-A. And I'll tell you what Dodecha means. And you don't have to do the, I'm trying to learn how to do the guttural sounds a little bit better. It sounds like I'm getting something out there, doesn't it? But I love learning about our Jewish roots. Because without Judaism, there wouldn't have been Christianity. Because what did God do when he was crucified on the cross, when he gave up the ghost? What happened in the temple that day? I know you, most of you know. The veil was written too. Not only was the veil written too, but that also broke down that partition, if you want to put it that way, between the Jew and the Gentile. But we're going to talk about love today. And in the Song of Solomon, and the verse will be chapter 1, verse 2. You want to turn to that? The bride compares the love of her beloved to wine. That sounds a little silly, doesn't it? When you first read it. But she does. She compares her beloved to wine. The Song of Solomon. Oh, I got my songs. Chapter 1, verse 2. And here's what it says. I wrote the one wrong thing down. No, it's verse 2. I'm sorry. It says, Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. Now remember, I'm talking about loves. But wine was a symbol of earthly pleasure. I want you to keep that in mind. Wine was the symbol of earthly pleasure. How many likes wine here today? I'm not a wine drinker. I think it's because I'm Irish and Scottish. I like a little harder stuff when I drink. I don't do that no more. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? But have you ever, I knew a person that had a impressive wine collection. I, I don't know anything about wine, about what's good, how, how many years it is, and all that. I'm not a wine connoisseur. But she is comparing her beloved's love as wine. Yet when the bride speaks of her beloved, she says this, your love, your love is better than wine. The Song of Solomon, if you don't know, is only about God and us. The bride represents us, and the beloved represents God. 
That's just a little background of Song of Solomon. Now, so she's saying that the love of God is better than any earthly pleasure, and I've testified that before. Remember? Testified when I was out in the world. You know, I've been around the block a couple times, as they say. I've experienced some earthly pleasures. But I have not found anything, Pastor Dave. I have not found anything in this world. No drug, no alcohol, no wine. Not even an earthly relationship that can compare to what I have in Christ. So his love is better than wine. Now, the scripture tells us to take a little wine for our stomach's sake. So it's not a bad thing, but wine represents the earthly pleasure. And I have not found, I don't know about you, but I have not found anything that can compare to what God did when he enrobed himself in this flesh. Hallelujah. Come on, I have not found anything in this world that can compare to what he did on Calvary because of his I'm going to tell you what it means. I'm going to tell you what it means. <clears throat> but beyond the trend, behind the translation of your love is better than wine is a revelation one can only find in the original language, which is Hebrew. The, he, the Hebrew reads this way, and I hope I don't butcher it. So put in the original language, the bride says, your dodeca is better than wine. And dodeca means your loves, plural. Now, if anybody studied anything about Hebrew, fit like when you say, we say in English, Jerusalem, but they say, Yerushalayim. And it ends with the ayim, which means plural. That's another lesson altogether right there. But there are two Jerusalems. And I'm sure you know that by now, if you've been in, in this way for very long. So, ki tovim dodecha me yayim means your loves, your loves is better than mine plural, not just your love. Are you following me? It reveals the love of God, but it's not just the love of God, but the loves of God. Dodeca means that God loves us so much that it cannot be described or contained without breaking out of the language. It means the word love cannot adequately express it it doesn't just have, he doesn't just have love for you, but many loves. And we're going to discuss some of the many loves. Is anybody thinking ahead? Any scriptures come to mind? Or Sister Wendy, do you got that little movie going in your head? <laughs> so I'm going to kind of label it types of love. When you need mercy, what kind of love do you think the Lord shows you? A merciful love. 
Have you ever wronged somebody and you asked forgiveness and that person showed you mercy? God showed his merciful love to you through somebody else. But when you need mercy, he's going to show you his merciful love. That's why I say it's a type. Loves, your loves is better than mine. When you need his strength, he loves you with an encouraging love. Have you ever had a really bad day? Seemed like everything that you touched or everything that you did went wrong or you dropped it. It was just one of those days you just got so frustrated you just don't know what to do. I've had him. But then somebody comes along, Pastor Dave, and might say something encouraging to you. Well, you're looking fit today. You know, has that ever happened to you? Or, you know, I really enjoyed your sermon. That, that strength. And you know what I used, not used to, but you know what I'd still like to do is when I need his strength, we get his strength by calling on his name, yes. But I say, Lord, just wrap your arms around me. Lord, just wrap your arms around me. And then when you start crying, Abba, Father, hallelujah, because we've been adopted to where we can cry the spirit of adoption. Abba, hallelujah, I've been grafted in. Hallelujah, I'm no longer a Gentile. Hallelujah, I am spiritual, part of spiritual Israel. Anybody that whosoever comes and believes in him is spiritual Israel. That is even, even the Messianic Jews. Amen. And when you have been wounded, what, how do you think the Lord loves you when you've been wounded? Have you ever been wounded? Now, you can be wounded physically, but I'm kind of thinking this type of wound is maybe sometimes you get spiritually wounded. I've been there. And what does he do? Mary calls it God winks. He'll let something happen for you. I'll use the example of the shofar again. God says, Lord, I've always wanted one. I didn't buy I should have bought one when I was in Israel. And I was in Israel twice. Didn't buy one. And I had been wounded a little bit that second time I went to Israel without going into any details. Now, this happened years later. 2009 was the last time I went to Israel. But that wound kind of still hung around for a little bit. I know that's awful to say, but it's the truth. So I'm going to say it's one of those God wings, as Pastor Mary calls them. And Lord made a way. And he brought a shofar to me. The long kind. Hallelujah, that runs anywhere from 200 and up. And I got it for $40. It's another way he shows his loves for us. And when I am wounded spiritually, let me tell you, it took a long time for me to pray when I was wounded spiritually. 
took me a long time. That was a dark place in my life at the time. But I praise him, hallelujah. And I know that he loves me. I know that he loves me. But this made me see that he loves me with his many loves. Hallelujah. And when you need the love of a friend, what did God call Abraham? What does God call us? And what do you do when you want to, when you're around your friend? You talk to him, don't you? Have you ever been sitting there and just kind of, you know, kind of talking to yourself a little bit? I do that all the time. But, <clears throat> and you hear the Lord say something to you. As a friend, he told me if I couldn't forgive, then he couldn't forgive me. He told me that as a friend and also as a father, but as a friend because that was his love for me. And I heard his voice as plain as I'm talking to you. If you can't forgive him, I can't forgive you. That's what the Lord told me. And I didn't realize he was talking to me. That was one of his many loves was him being my friend. Didn't realize it at the time, but now I do. Now I do. And friends can lift you up too. Kind of a two-sided coin because sometimes a friend can put you down, but if it's really your true friend, they're going to lift you up. They're going to love you no matter what you're going through. And that's how God loves us. No matter what we're going through, he's there. He's there. He's right here. He's right here. He's right here. He's right here. He's here. When you need to be lifted up in his arms, as a father loves his child, so does our father. So does Abba loves us. There's nothing greater for me to see one of my great-grandchildren run with their arms extended out. Mama, I missed you. I love you. That's what Louisa goes, I love you. And then he goes, do you got to work tomorrow? Because he wants to know if he can come spend the night with me. But he's showing me that love. And the Lord does the same thing when I need a friend, too. He's, he's on, Caroline, whatever my spiritual name may be. I have a new name. You have a new name, too. But he's, he's standing there. And you know, the Lord is the only one that is standing there when everyone else walks away from you. Because he loves you. And I already said, because we can cry, Abba, Father. And he also loves one of his types of love is when he corrects us. Now, how many like to be corrected by your natural father? I didn't. Broke my heart. I was daddy's little girl. I didn't want to be whipped by daddy. And I can only remember being whipped twice. And they hurt. <laughs> what was with the belt? What was with the switch? It hurt. But I turned out okay. Right, Sister Liz? Well, you know. <laughs> As much as we can be, right? <laughs> but he loved me. 
he didn't want me to make that same mistake that I made. Well, me and my brother, we lived on South Highland, and we had to walk. We went to Templeton Elementary, me and my brother did, junior high or high school, but she rode a bus. We didn't. We had to walk. It's wintertime, and my grandparents lived, I think it was called Thornton Drive, wasn't it, Liz? So I, we were poor. We were poor. We didn't probably have gloves. I know we didn't have no boots. I mean, we had our shoes, but we didn't have no boots. We had coats, but we probably didn't have hats and gloves and boots. And it was cold, and it's snow. I mean, we're talking snow on the ground. We're not talking just, you know, a dust of snow. We're talking snow on the ground. So I talked my brother into going to Grandma's. Let's just go to Grandma's for a little bit and get warm. Well, we ended up spending the day. So my little mind was thinking, Grandma's not going to tell on us because she loves us. <laughs> but guess what? Ooh, when Mom and Dad come to pick us up. I think that was the one with the belt. Because my dad only went, I think he said, to the fifth grade. He didn't have much education. So education meant a lot to him for his kids. And, that's, and he loved me, so he corrected me. Didn't feel good. <laughs> but he loved me. No, I did not. At least not till I got to be <laughs> in high school. <laughs> I didn't do it again as, as a child. I was a little bit older. <laughs> yes, I did do it again, but not as a child. Yes. Well, you do. You get older, you find ways to, you know, because dad was gone, mom was at work, da, 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 da. And they would know if I didn't go to school or not, unless the school called up. You know what I'm saying? They don't do that. They didn't do that back then. <laughs> so, yes, I did do it again, but no, not at that age. And he loves us also as a bridegroom loves his bride, as the Song of Solomon. We are his bride. Hallelujah. And as a shepherd, the psalmist wrote, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Hallelujah. And you quoted one of the scriptures out of that. But what does a shepherd do? Jesus is called the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd, he said. And he nurtures them sheep, doesn't he? And he'll leave the 99. He'll build a thing a hedge around those 99 of thorns, and he'll leave them while he goes gets it, that 90, or that one. So that's another type of love, the shepherd's love. Because could you imagine? Because some people, you know, bad shepherds would say, oh, it's just one. I still got this 99 right here, you know. But the Lord doesn't look at it that way, does it? Because I can... Imagine when I was out that nine and a half years not doing what I was supposed to be doing for the Lord, that the Lord put that that little mini movie. I could see the shepherd building this hedge of thorns, and there's these whole bunch of sheep in there, and then left and said, come on, come on back. I guess that sheep's name was Carolyn, wasn't it? <laughs> come on back. And I said, he does love us when he corrects us too, because your love is better than mine. He loves you today, not with yesterday's love. Do you understand that? 
He loves us today, and not with yesterday's love, but with the love for today. A love that is new every morning. That's why I asked you when you first fell, you knew when you first fell in love with Tabitha, but you just didn't fall in love with her and kind of put that on a shelf. No. So your love for her, because Christ is the head of the church, correct? A man is head of the woman, correct? So both of you too, but your love should be new and fresh for her every day. That, that covers it, doesn't it? <laughs> But that is the way the Lord is. His mercy, which I said, if you need mercy, he is a merciful love. So mercy, the scripture says, is what? New every day. So it's not yesterday's love that the Lord has for me today. He loves me every day of my life. He loved me before I was even formed in the womb. Oh, think about that. He knew my name. He knew what my parents were going to call me, that four names that they gave me when I was born. Isn't he an awesome God? His loves is better than wine. I drank some wine. I got a little happy on wine in the past. And I know how that feels. And it does, it does make you feel good. But it's, it's just temporary, Sister Wendy said. It's a temporary pleasure. It's an earthly pleasure. And it does feel good to this body. I hate to say it this way, but get a little tipsy, you know. But that was my old life. That was my old life. But now, you know, I won't have to do that anymore. Because his love is better than mine. It's better than anything this world has to offer us. And it will try, and it does. And the enemy of our souls is going to try and break you, you know, to break, basically to break that hedge that the Lord has around us. And his hedge is his love. And I praise him for that. And I'm going to talk a little bit about, we pronounce it manna. How many know the story of how the children of Israel were fed manna? But in Hebrew, it is called, if I can pronounce it right, mana. Ma means what? And I'm, if my granddaughter was in here, because a lot of times I look at it and I go, ma? And she'll go, ma? Because she knows it means what. And we're just, you know, playing with one another. But ma does mean what? Na means this. If you go back and read, I think it's in Exodus, the 16th chapter, where they get the manna. <clears throat> it's a bread from heaven. And they're going, what is this? That's literally what mana means, or as we pronounce it, manna means, what is this? Okay? And they, what is this? They went out, because they were mumbling and grumbling, and do we ever do that? Well, I know. We don't ever do that, do we, Pastor? They were murmuring and grumbling and carrying on, and we should have just stayed in Egypt, you know, if you've ever read it. If you haven't read it, go back and read it. But they had to collect that 
every day. Every day. They couldn't collect on a Monday for the rest of the week. They couldn't do that. They had to collect enough for every day. They couldn't leave any behind because of what happened if they did. Yes. So when I'm telling you about the mana is because it shows you something in there. That we have to, we can't live by his word that we learned yesterday. Am I making sense to you? And what happens when the scripture says, the spiritual man, I'm paraphrasing, the environment is renewed day by day. So his love, hallelujah, he loved me before I was ever formed, but his love for me today, his loves for me today are new and fresh every day. So what should our love be for him? The same. It should, when we wake up, we should say, Thank you, Lord, for your loves. Thank you for waking me up, Lord. Thank you for being such a wonderful God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for what you have done for me. The only time they could collect more than a day's was on the Sabbath. They had to collect twice as much for the Sabbath because they couldn't do anything on the Sabbath day. But it's just just kind of a little revelation to show you that his love is new and fresh every day. He doesn't give you, I hate to put it this way, but he doesn't give you stale love today. Oh, I got some fresh love today. It doesn't happen with our Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What would, where would we be if his mercy wasn't new and fresh every day? Where would we be? We wouldn't be here. We would not be here. And the grace, hallelujah. And I know this sounds a little strange to you. We can't store God's love or the word up. Right? Are you following me? We can't store God's love up or the word up. We need to fill up with his loves and word every day. Because when we wake up, it's a new day. Yesterday's gone. It's a new day. So we need to read, and I'm guilty not reading as much as I should. I'm guilty about not fasting as much as I should. And we're secure in the Lord because of his loves. Do we make mistakes? Do we fall? Do we make wrong choices? Yes. But because of that merciful love, that tender love, hallelujah, whatever is going on in your life, just know and believe that God loves you. That God's love or God's loves you. He loves you. I didn't have to wait till I was perfect to come before the Lord or I never would have came before the Lord. Basically, he's good. So we must seek each day to know the loves he has for us. So the next time somebody hurts your feelings, says, Lord, I know you have that tender love for me. And it may hurt for a little bit for a season, but rest assured 
that God has that tender love or he has that merciful love. He has that encouraging love, right? The new love. It's a new love every day. It's a new love. It amazes me when you do, do, do you do like I do and I stop and I think, God, I know you're huge and I know you're small enough to live in my heart and, and fill me with your spirit that I can draw from those wells of salvation. But how do you do it with everybody? You know, there's so many billions of people in the world. You know what I'm saying? But he's God. But you ever just, I'm thinking with the, the fleshly mind. But when you think of, get into the spirit, then you know kind of how he does it. You know what I mean? Because, I don't know about you, when you get in the spirit, and you obey the Lord in the spirit, or you sing in the spirit, or you do anything in the spirit, you could be really, really tired, and then you get in the spirit, and whoo, what happens to you? You're energized, aren't you? Here comes that energized bunny. And then, or you go, okay, let's or you get the service over. But then the Lord moves upon you, and it's like, oh, I don't want it to stop because I love that feeling. How about you guys? But that's part of his love. Grace is part of his loves. He has many loves for us. I'm so glad that he had mercy, especially those nine and a half years I was out of church. He had mercy. And he still had that merciful love, and he still had that tender love for me, and he still had all the compassion love. As a father corrects his child, he has compassion. And I believe that as a father plays with his child or is playful with his child, I think the Lord is the same thing with us. You know, because do you ever joke with the Lord? I know when I found out about Jimmy being sick and had two to five weeks to live or however long it was I was at work at TJ Maxx and I was sitting in the break room I was on break the kids texted me about it now I love that I can say what I want to say to the Lord and he's still going to love me you know what I mean not bad I don't mean I can't cuss him out or anything like that but you know so of course at the same time my brother was dying of cancer too so I kind of just, when I read that, I looked up and I said, boy, Lord, this is a double whammy. Just saying. Now, I don't think the Lord got mad at me. And I know he didn't take it the wrong way. You know, but I like that, that you can go to the Lord in his love and in his mercy and in his grace. And you can talk to him about what's going on with you. Or what's maybe going on with somebody in your family that you want him to move on. What a great God. That the creator, the Elohim, hallelujah, that created everything that we see with the natural eye and everything that we see with the spiritual eye, hallelujah. And there's some beautiful places on this planet. I haven't seen them all. But what I have seen is just downright gorgeous that we could never create. We can plant a seed, but I can't make that tree grow. That this God of creation, hallelujah, would love us. And we know what John 3.16 says. No greater love. There's no greater love. 
I mean, I can love you with my whole heart, Sister Amanda, but I can't love you what God, how God loves you, you know? And that's why some, sometimes people are trying to fix me up. You need a man, Carolyn. <laughs> Whatever. We get to talking. And I said, well, you know, I told the Lord this. If you send somebody, Lord, that's great. And if you don't send somebody, Lord, that's great too. That's what I've said. Now, do I ever... I miss the companionship. You know what I'm saying? I miss that sometimes earthly love. That companionship that you have with your partner, with your husband or your wife. I miss that. But if God does not send somebody, that's okay. Because you know why? Because he's the lover of my soul. And there's more to me than what you see. There's this inward man, hallelujah, that I want renewed day by day by his loves. It's a simple message, and I hope you liked it. So the mission, the mission, if you choose to accept this mission, I just like saying it. Seek this day to know not only the love, but the loves of God. The always new and never-ending loves of your beloved for you. Oh, I didn't finish this. I'm going to finish. The new love, the fresh love, the surprising love. That's a God wink, too. When something happens, a surprising love. When I got the shofar, that was his surprising love. Because I had prayed about it 2009, but, you know, and then some other things. Of course, the never-ending love. It's that love, his love, that is better, much better than any earthly joy. For his loves are better than wine. I forgot to read the scripture that... <laughs> well, I can't help it. I'm 60-some years old. <laughs> okay, so I'm not... Okay. Ephesians. <laughs> okay. Let me get my notes back up. I forgot the chapter. I got it wrote down here. And you'd think I would remember to look at the top of my page because I wrote the scriptures down. There was Psalm 63, 3 and 6. We won't go there, but I do want to go to Ephesians 3, 18 and 19. I'm so sorry. Actually, I think I'm going to start with Ephesians, the third chapter, 18 and 19. But I think I'm going to start with 16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Now see, we need to have the same love one toward another as Christ loves us. Loves, we need to have the same type of loves Verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge 
that she might be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. And I'm sorry about forgot to read that to you. And you can go back and read Psalm 63 and 6. Because you always have to use the word. But I praise the Lord because we can know. We can and am able to comprehend with all saints the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height. And I know it's huge. It's huge. Because his love is better than mine. And God bless you.